Fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck you and this whole city and everyone in it. Fuck the Russians in Brighton Beach. Mobster thugs sitting in cafes, sipping tea on little glasses, sugar cubes between their teeth. Wheeling and dealing and scheming. Go back where you fucking came from. Fuck the black-hatted Hasidim strolling up and down 47th Street in their dirty gabardine with their dandruff, selling South African apartheid diamonds. Come on, your wife deserves this. Fuck the Wall Street brokers, self-styled masters of the universe, Michael Douglas, Gordon Gecko, wannabe motherfuckers figuring out new ways to rob hardworking people blind. Send those Enron assholes to jail for fucking life. Fuck the Uptown Brothers. They never pass the ball, they don't want to play defense, they take five steps on every layup to the hoop, and then they want to turn around and blame everything on the white man. Slavery ended 137 years ago. Move the fuck on. Fuck the corrupt cops with their anus-violating plungers and their 41 shots standing behind a blue wall of silence. You betray our trust. Fuck the priests who put their hands down some innocent child's pants. Fuck the church that protects them, delivering us into evil. And while you're at it, fuck JC. He got off easy. A day on the cross, a weekend in hell, and all the hallelujahs of the legioned angels for eternity. Try seven years in fucking Otisville, Jay. I want to apologize to the listeners. When I look around, I'm not inspired. I can't find the motivation or the wherewithal to dive into the nuances of our American political system. Because as far as I see it, as a country currently, the bottom line, no matter how you swing it, is stupidity reigns, greed reigns, idiots reign, and hate reigns. What is the deal with all this hate? Anti-Semitism, racism, classism, every hate imaginable it fills our airwaves and our screens why do i have to read about the hate speech of kanye or nick fuentes or that fucking excuse of a human being hanging out with kanye milo uanapolis or whatever the fuck his name is i thought that dickhead went back to the rock he crawled out of so fuck kanye fuck trump fuck mcconnell Fuck Herschel Walker, fuck the right-wing Oath Keepers, and fuck everyone who utters words of hate or racism or anti-Semitism. Go get a fucking job, have a Budweiser, and like they said on the north side of Chicago, get fucked. As you can see, for some reason my Apple news feed, my TV, I keep seeing the lowest common denominator shine through. And you know what? I guess we deserve it. We earned it. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Now let's get down to business. For this episode, let me delve into some news mixtape style. The potpourri of Trump fuckery, Republican fuckery, and American fuckery. Sorry for the fucks. As you can see, I'm just a tad bit angry. Breaking tonight. Special counsel overseeing the investigation of classified documents found at former President Trump's home, as well as the events of January 6th, has subpoenaed election officials in Allegheny County. Counsel Jack Smith is asking for communications with or involving Trump, his campaign aides or allies. A spokesperson for Allegheny County confirms the subpoena but won't give any other details. 
Requests were also made to counties in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Arizona. The first hit on the mixtape is another special counsel going after Trump. Per our friends at the Washington Post, special counsel is Jack Smith. He just sent out grand jury subpoenas to local officials in Arizona, Michigan, and Wisconsin, three states that were central to former President Donald Trump's failed plan to stay in power following the 2020 election. He's looking at any and all communications with Trump, his campaign, and a long list of aides and allies. The requested communications include those with Trump's campaign manager, Bill Stepien, and other advisors such as Boris Epstein. Attorneys identified include Trump campaign lawyers such as Justin Clark and Matthew Morgan, as well as those serving in other capacities, such as John Eastman, good old Rudy Giuliani, Cindy Powell, and Cleta Mitchell. Those three subpoenas, while issued by Smith, were also signed by Assistant U.S. Attorney Matt Burke, now, I'm not a sophisticated enough legal mind to understand what is criminal in the pressure campaign that Trump and Giuliani orchestrated to get more votes out of contested states. Let's stay tuned and see where this goes. What about um, Jack Smith and the subpoenas to these county officials in these key places where Donald Trump or, or people around him tried to pressure local officials, county officials, to overturn the results of the election? What does that signal, Carol? Significant, Katie. I mean, if this special counsel, Jack Smith, uh, if people were always saying he is not going to let any moss grow under him, this is absolutely proof positive that he's not. He's asking for all of this information that specifically seeks any communications these key county officials received from Trump lawyers, Trump aides, a list of uh, more than two dozen of those people, including everyone from Rudy Giuliani, Bernie Carrick, John Eastman, Jeff, Jeff Clark, folks you've heard about in the January 6th committee who were essentially henchmen and and puppeteers of Donald Trump's in the effort to try to block the election results from being certified. So to ask for those communications with Trump orbit, very specifically, he's going right into the hornet's nest and, and doing it rather quickly after being named. The next hit on the mixtape is a headline that caught my eye recently. It was, wait for it, Trump calls for the termination of the Constitution in Truth Social Post. Interesting take, and I'm just curious. Most Republicans are always loving the Constitution. I mean, they lean on it so they can fucking carry AR-15s to shoot ducks. They support the NRA under the premise that kids continue to use weapons of mass destruction in school shootings. And I'm sure they refer to it when it comes to the abortion debate. Correct me if I'm wrong. Every Republican's favorite Supreme Court justice is that guy, Anton Scalia. He believes in something called originalism. The theory of originalism treats a constitution like a statue and gives it the meaning that its words were understood to bear at the time they were created. Scalia is a real fucking winner. But anyway, it's another episode. Here's Trump's tweet. Do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 
out and declare the rightful winner, he's still on this shit. Or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Trump wrote this in a post on his social network, Truth Social, and accused big tech of working closely with the Democrats. Then he went on to say, our great founders did not want and would not condone false and fraudulent elections. You gotta move on, Donnie boy. You gotta move on. And here's the thing. Maybe this is a conversation Donnie and Kanye and Nick Fuentes could have talked about at this dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Which, come on, Donnie. I thought you were more calculating than that. Don't you have a aide-de-comp who is vetting people before you eat burgers, you fat fuck? Not a good idea to have Diet Cokes with a Nazi. Donald Trump facing growing backlash tonight to his dinner last week with prominent white nationalist Nick Fuentes at his private Mar-a-Lago club. Some of the strongest condemnation coming from his former vice president. President Trump was wrong uh, uh, to give uh, a white nationalist uh, um, an anti-Semite and a Holocaust denier a seat at the table. And uh, I think he should apologize. Republican politicians and Jewish groups now among those calling out the former president. This is uh, something which degrades him, frankly, to do what he's done and, and is something which diminishes the country as well. It's very unfortunate. I mean, yes, it's appalling. Yes, it's unconscionable. And yes, it's entirely in character for Donald Trump. The Holocaust-denying podcaster Fuentes arriving at Mar-a-Lago as a guest of rapper Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, himself engulfed in controversy for past anti-Semitic remarks. West describing their dinner with Mr. Trump in this since-deleted Twitter video. So Trump is really impressed with Nick Fuentes. And Nick Fuentes, unlike so many of the lawyers and so many people that he was left with on his 2020 campaign. In a series of social media posts, Mr. Trump denied knowing Fuentes and said he used the dinner to advise West to stay out of politics. Moving on here and this week on December 6th via our friends at the New York Times, the headline, the Trump family organization was found guilty in a tax fraud scheme. The family real estate business was convicted of tax fraud and other financial crimes. A remarkable rebuke of the former president's company and what prosecutors described as its culture of fraud and deception. The conviction on all 17 counts, 17 counts, Jesus. This verdict came after more than a day of jury deliberations in state Supreme Court in Manhattan, resulted from a long-running scheme in which the Trump Organization doled out off-the-books luxury perks to some executives. They received fancy apartments, leased Mercedes-Benzes, even private school tuition for relatives, none of which they paid taxes on. What is vastly interesting about this is twofold. And again, maybe I should have gone to NYU Law. I'm not sure why the Donald himself was not included in this trial or how, if you are the president or CEO of the Trump Organization, that you get to yet again skate free of any criminal charges. The Teflon Don escapes 
and appeals yet again. Sounds like the same old story to me. The Trump Organization says it plans to appeal a jury verdict finding the company guilty on 17 criminal charges, including tax fraud. It's one of just a, in a series of investigations into the former president's businesses. Trump, by the way, not personally charged in this case. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman is here to explain the jury verdict and what it means for Trump and his businesses. Ricky, good morning. Thank morning. you for being here. People look at the fine, $1.6 million. doesn't sound large in the context of a big company, but how serious are the charges overall? Or the convictions, I should say. Well, the convictions uh, and the $1.6 million are very serious indeed. First of all, we have to look at the entire perspective. This is the first time that the dam has been broken. We have looked at civil suits against Donald Trump and his business dealings, as well as personal civil suits. But this is the first time there is a criminal conviction of the Trump organization, not of Donald Trump personally. But when you have 17 counts that really show a quick jury verdict, so the evidence had to be overwhelming to this jury, of 15 years of massive, widespread tax fraud in the culture of the company, that is serious indeed. You know, when I started the Trump Mafia podcast in January of 2021, I was interested in the obsession with Trump's ties to Russia, and maybe some gangsters, and also the many twisted and corrupt political players in his orbit. And whether anyone would ever fucking indict this guy for anything, anything. Yet, heading into January of 2023, almost two years later, the Donald has used lawyers, social media, and a cult-like following to continue to walk around and preach his message with no consequences. Special Counsel Mueller, the district attorney in New York, a new special counsel, the bullshit with Giuliani, or the Capitol riots in the aftermath of all this. And yet, this guy is yet again running for president. And the crazy part of this whole story is he still has a fucking shot. He still has a chance. Just think about that. The man's own company was convicted in a tax fraud scheme. Now, I'm no fan of the IRS, but I mean, come on. I'm not running a national political campaign. Oh, how the mighty have fallen in this country for real. And guess what? The question I still pose is who's going to have the balls, the smarts, the fucking grit and grind to finally indict this guy, bury him in Otisville prison, eating kosher breakfast for at least 18 months with a green jumpsuit and shower slippers. Someone, anyone, anyone. Now, in closing, Cousin Andy, you might be upset about this episode. Remember, Trump's your guy. But come on, it's time, Cousin Andy. It's time to move on, brother. Time to back another horse. You're better than this, man. You're better than this. Shout out to Mr. Schmata. I'm out.